Today is Friday, March 1st, 2024. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Israel getting blamed for the latest controversy in the Gaza war. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating. Email us your thoughts if you'd like. Quick Start Podcast at CBN.org. We'd love to hear from you. We're all getting through the news of the cray here together each and every weekday morning, bright and early. And joining me to get through it, Billy Hallowell and Trey Gons Phillips today. And Trey, Taylor Swift, there's a, an interesting accusation going around right now about what happens at her concerts. Yeah, interestingly, it's an accusation that's been floated around before toward her, but it's interesting that a former boy band singer who's turned Christian is now speaking out about witchcraft potentially taking place on stage at her concerts. Yeah, something kind of a wild accusation. So many of our kids that love Taylor Swift and yeah. go to these concerts, and maybe unknowingly consuming some dangerous stuff. So We'll get to the details there. Also, Billy, on the main thing, you caught up with a spokesperson for the Israeli prime minister talking about all things going on in Israel. Yeah, Tal Heinrich, and she's been out there, you know, again, speaking on behalf of Israel. Really interesting conversation. And uh, yeah, I, I'm not even going to preface it because it was pretty, I was, you know, a lot of interviews you're sitting in and you're just super compelled. And that was one where I just couldn't stop listening to what she was saying. So Yeah, well, a big chunk of that on the main thing coming up here in a few minutes and before we get to the news here don't forget to subscribe to dc debrief with john stolness new episodes today every friday there's one so there'll be a new one today also newsmakers with billy rounding up a full-length interview each and every weekday don't miss those subscribe in the description to this podcast episode all right housekeeping's out of the way let's head over to the news here we'll get through it in 90 seconds at least dozens, as many as more than 100 of Palestinians were killed early yesterday in a multi-part disastrous delivery of humanitarian aid that was meant for Palestinians in northern Gaza. The details are still very fuzzy right now, but that's not stopping the media from jumping to conclusions. You're seeing a lot of condemnation and blame going around on Israel. But according to the IDF, the vast majority of Palestinians were killed with the IDF saying there was a total uh, in the dozens while trampling each other to get around 30 aid trucks around 4:40 in the morning also the aid trucks were driven away by Gazans in the panic and potentially drove over several Palestinians in the process and then another part of this incident was when the big mob of people came around and happened upon a group of IDF soldiers. We'll get into the details on this here in a, in a few minutes on the podcast coming up. Both Joe Biden and Donald Trump visited the southern border yesterday as immigration has surged to becoming a top issue. Trump said, nice weather, beautiful day, but a very dangerous border. We're going to take care of it. When he landed in Texas, he was at Eagle Pass. Biden visited Brownsville. An Operation Blessing is deploying leaders from its U.S. disaster relief team to the panhandle of Texas to help residents with an out-of-control fire that's burning hundreds of thousands of acres and is hardly contained at all. Those are just some of today's top headlines. Check out more stories over at CBNNews.com. All right, guys, a couple more details on this incident that happened with the food truck delivery. Now, 
I want to be careful here because details are still coming in. And so not a lot has been confirmed yet. And this is where I think the mainstream media goes off the rails many times, including in this instance. In first reading all of the headlines, it sure looks like a bunch of hungry Palestinians were just trying to get food from the truck and Israel opened fire on them. That's sort of the impression you're left with as you're, as you're reading through this. But it turns out, so far as the details come in, it sure seems a lot more complicated than that. The trucks had come in uh, from the Rafa crossings. They traveled along a coastal road to a part of northern Gaza, and then they went into some residential areas to try and make some deliveries. The IDF released a video. It's about 100 seconds long in support of what they're saying where you can see thousands of Palestinians converging on these aid trucks, and they attempted to take the supplies by force. Now, it's unclear in the video if and when the Palestinians trampled each other, though the scene from this footage, it's obviously chaotic, and it does show a lot of Palestinians in close quarters there. You can't see any IDF shooting in that particular video. Then um, a second incident occurred a short time later in another spot where unidentified armed Palestinians fired on the trucks and stole supplies. It's unclear who or how many people were injured at that stage, but IDF forces did not fire on anyone there. And then there was a third incident in a large group of Palestinians. They also descended on the aid trucks, but then they also came close to a protective force stationed nearby. And according to the IDF, once that large group sort of got close to where the IDF force was, they issued some warning shots in the air to stay away. But then that group just kept coming and they kept coming closer and closer. And once they felt that they were in danger, they were directed to fire at the Palestinians' legs. This is all according to IDF here. And during this incident, about 10 Palestinians were killed um, we still don't know yet if those Palestinians had aggressive intentions or if this is just one of those fog of war, chaotic moments, everybody panics, and this is the end result. We don't know this just yet. Um, there's there's other details here that, that go on to discuss this, but one key note is that these trucks, when they drove away, were driven by Gazan civilian drivers. And so they panicked, apparently, according to these reports, and then drove into a crowd of people, killed a lot of people that way. I mean, this is obviously a, a tragedy. And I just would urge caution, guys. We see this as people who are in this industry to urge caution whenever we see a story like this where all the facts are coming in. The initial numbers that came out were from the were from essentially Hamas run ministry or, you know, the health ministry and things like that. You can't trust those numbers. We don't know yet. And and so the facts are still fluid. They're still coming in. But the media tends to land on a narrative pretty quick. Yeah. Well, and that's where this is so dangerous, because, you know, with all the anti-Semitism happening all around the world. Right. And all yeah. these issues that we've been seeing, of course, you want to you want to represent the news accurately. You want to make sure you have the story right. Um, and yet we need to take great care and not just throwing things out there because at the end of the day, there's a real danger knowing that information right now is sparking those sorts of yeah, assaults and attacks sure. on Jewish people all around the world. Well, and look, I'll just add one other thing. I, if if IDF sources, if it's later found out that they did just get trigger happy and fired on a bunch of people trying to get food, that's horrible and that should be condemned. 
but we don't have any evidence of that yet. And so we're still waiting for those facts, but then that's kind of what the headlines indicated. So I just wanted to put that in there, that we would go where the facts lead us on that. Yeah, I, I think ultimately the the frustration here in the West is one, regardless of where you are, as both of you have said, in, in the fog of war and in the chaos of everything happening, we're not getting a clear picture, right? We None of us are on the ground. None of us have been there to, to watch. We're there to watch this unfold. So it's it's hard really to to fully understand the complexities of the situation on the ground. But also, like, I was just on CNN's website and you look on their front page and there's four, five, six stories that are all about this Hamas-Israel conflict. But all of them were pro the Palestinian situation. There was not one story that was in any way sympathetic or even acknowledging Israel's victimhood in this uh, in this ongoing war between these two regions. So you also have to factor that in, right? That yeah. that everything that or the the vast majority of the things that we're reading from the mainstream media is funneled through an ideological lens that is bent toward. Gaza that's bent toward Palestine and that is often bent against Israel. So finding just factual information, whether you're conservative leaning or more progressive leaning, is difficult because in the mainstream media, often it's just not there. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But we'll keep updating this story as new information comes in. Again, we're not going to jump to conclusions. We're just going to report what we have and then treat with skepticism any numbers that are coming in and just considering the sources that they're that they're coming in from so all right we're gonna we're gonna move on now to the focus story a christian singer is claiming taylor swift engaged in demonic rituals and and continues to do that at her shows so what is he saying here what's the case Okay, so the singer's name is uh, Shane Lynch, and I will acknowledge that I have no idea what this band is that he was a part of, but <laughs> it was a popular boy band at one time. It's called Boyzone. <laughs> um, it, it's it's actually an Irish band, so that's okay. probably why we in the yeah. US wouldn't be familiar with it. Um, but you know, I also I'm mean, full disclosure here, Trey. I also wouldn't be familiar with it if it was here because I just I just don't follow boy uh, bands. But you, that's just me. You know what? But you know the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Like you would true. you would be aware that they yeah. existed. That's true. Yes. That's true. Okay. Fair okay. Point. So anyway, in a recent interview with Sunday World, which is a publication in Ireland, he said that Taylor Swift is engaging in quote demonic rituals during her stage performances for her Eras tour, which is ongoing right now. She's been all throughout the U.S. and she's in Australia right now uh, on that leg of her tour. Uh, and he said, I think when you're looking at a lot of the artists out there, a lot of their stage shows are satanic rituals live in front of 20,000 people without them realizing and recognizing. He went on to say, you'll see lots of hoods up and masks on and fire ceremonies, even down to Taylor Swift, one of the biggest artists in the world. You watch one of her shows and she has two or three different demonic rituals to do with her pentagrams, with the pentagrams on the ground, to do with all sorts of stuff on her stage. But to a lot of people, it's just art and that's how people are seeing it unfortunately so she's he's talking specifically about a couple songs in taylor swift's uh show that the the choreography for it they she comes out as one of the songs in particular is called willow uh she comes out onto the stage and she's wearing a hooded you know uh 
scar, like a it's it's a I don't know a cloak I guess you would call it uh, with a hood on it, uh, and several other dancers are on the stage with her. They stand in a circle, and she's holding a you know what looks to be like a ball of fire you know for lack of a better word uh, and there's then choreography that's circular so it looks like a pentagram kind of being created on the stage so that's that's specifically what he's referring to but mm. he sees it as as demonic mm, very interesting now has taylor done anything else that some people see as questionable in addition to those things yeah, so she has done uh, talked specifically about this song, uh, the the song Willow. She kind of, I think, leaned into the accusations that people were making uh, about this song, about some of the lyrics, and she just, rather than releasing a statement, you know, acknowledging, okay, I'm not actually Wiccan, I'm not a witch, I don't practice those things. Uh, she kind of just went went into that and and kind of just played off of off of that. And she said that the song Willow quote, sounds like casting a spell to make someone fall in love with you. And then in a post on a remixed version of this song that came out in 2020, she wrote, "Witches be like, sometimes I just want to listen to music while pining away, sulking, staring out a window. It's me. I'm witches. So she's, uh, it's hard to tell. Like, is she just being funny? Is she playing into, into the criticism or is she actually you know, engaging in some of this new agey slash uh, occult type uh, type behavior. It, it's it's difficult to know, really. But I think interestingly, Lynch, who has since become a professing Christian, the more interesting part of what he said was talking about the effect that music has on society. He said 100% music has an effect on society, especially on children. He said it's talking about popular music now. He said it's coming right at our children from the very beginning to get them to sway away from anything godly, anything controlled or disciplined. It's getting wilder and wilder out there for a reason. He ended his comments to the magazine by saying music is dangerous. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things where, look, if you want to avoid it, then just don't listen to Taylor Taylor Swift. That's that's my number one advice to everybody out there. You know, just if you're, just why why bother why bother doing? It? But but she the fact of the matter is she's very popular and lots of kids love listening to Taylor Swift and it's hard to avoid. But I wonder at times, you know, we've seen some of these artists purposely lean into the pentagram and to satanic images just to try yeah. to get try to get a rise out of people. This seems a little more subtle and sort of hidden, but there. And you wonder what influences, like who are the choreographers? What beliefs do they have? And perhaps Taylor Swift is just, you know, kind of oblivious to that. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of speculating here. Maybe she's oblivious to it. And these people are injecting these sorts of things into the art on the and the choreography on the program and maybe she doesn't know and then now she's got to deal with all this or maybe she's into it i i have absolutely no idea but it's it's certainly worth noting that that's potentially there because it does seem like as we've talked about many times on this podcast we're, we're designed to worship as as created beings created by a creator we're designed to worship and we we often misplace that and we put it in weird spots, you know, when we're not following him. And so I wouldn't be surprised at all. You know, I think it's it's one of those things where I try to be really careful with these accusations because you don't really know. I will say some of the imagery is definitely strange, you know, 
<laughs> groups of people in the woods wearing hoods around fires carrying orbs, you know, I, I think it's hard to miss <laughs> right. that. And nobody's just they're like, least- they're not just picking things off the shelf, right? Somebody's coming up with this going, and there's usually a message or an intention as to why you want something to look a certain way. So it's not just happenstance. And, you know, I'll be, I'll be the mean one here and I'll probably get hate mail for it, but you know, this is not a, <laughs> this is not a person who avoids the spotlight, right? You know, you could quietly go to a football game game, but you make a choice to stand in front of the glass and cheer the entire right. time, you know? So I, you know, they, it may be that her team just thinks, and she thinks, who knows, we don't know her heart, that this is a fun way to get attention, right? Without right. actually putting a pentagram in the video, you know, you kind of drum up the interest in it. But I mean, this is dangerous if, if that is the case in that we are watching so many young people engage in these things, very legitimately believing that crystals are going to yeah. help them, herbs are going to help them, you know? So there's, yeah, there's some concern there if well, it's that's- true. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is even if it's even if she's doing it just as a publicity stunt, like you were saying, Billy, it's just a way to drum up attention or to get support or to get headlines for herself. There are a lot of her fans who very much do practice these things or maybe have little to no awareness of them. But once they've seen them embraced, whether legitimately or just as a as a PR thing they've seen an artist embrace it on stage. It gives these kinds of things legitimacy. And as Christians, we know that it's not just a PR stunt, that these practices actually practiced out are demonic and do have a lot of power and, and can wield a lot of very bad things in this world. So I think she has a responsibility, right? I think anybody, she's not, I'm not saying from a believer's perspective, we don't know, you know, I don't, I'm not saying she's a believer, but regardless, as somebody who wields influence over people, you have a responsibility, right, to not be leading them toward dangerous things. One thing's for sure in all of this is we are going to find out how many Swifties we have in the Quick Start <laughs> podcast <so> audiences <laughs> as soon as Billy's out. Uh, you can send all those emails to Billy. Just yeah, send them all to me. I don't <laughs> mind fielding it. I'll own it. I even will the, own it. It's, see, yeah. I say that even yeah. though I kicked off the segment by saying my advice was not to listen to Taylor Swift. So uh, <laughs> listen, I'm she's just a magnet for attention. She loves it, and everyone knows it. So yeah, there we go. well, it's her bread and butter. So, but look, I like I said, the popularity's there, so it's something to be mindful of. And you know, look, if anything, consider this a reminder on the content we consume. I think we can mindlessly go about our day and just consume stuff and not really think about it. So. Uh, let's let's be discerning. Let's be discerning Christians and and really consider what we're putting in, what we're and what we're uh, injecting into our souls here. So appreciate you bringing that one, putting it on our radar today. We are going to head over to the main thing now. And as uh, Billy talked about, he talked with Taylor Heinrich, a spokesperson for Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and she told CBN News last week that Israel is fighting to stay alive in its battle against Hamas and that the nation won't back down in its quest to stop pure evil, quote-unquote. She joined Billy for today's main thing. You're doing interviews, you know, on, on lots of different outlets, and you, you're facing, you know, your own form of rocket fire in that. What is that like? The decision itself, it's a no-brainer. Your country needs you. You show up. I know that you would have done the same. Was the U.S. or, you know? Um, but... It's a different kind of war, the war of information that we're fighting. Um, there's outside pressure that we have to deal with. There are a lot of, you know, inaccuracies reported, um, contemporary ones, historical ones, uh, many of them that we have to fight. We have to keep reminding people of what happened, how we got to where we are. 
in a war that we a war that we didn't want and didn't start. We have to keep reminding people of October 7th, the atrocities that happened, um, what the hostages are going through. Um, I know that with your audience, I don't have to keep reminding people we're here at the NRB and it's just, you know, it's a, it's a, diff a different kind of conversations than ones that I'm having here um, because it's an in-the-know audience. They understand. They understand. They understand. But my point is always um, that there's the information war, but it's not the most important war. Um, yes, there's pressure. Yes, it's nice to have support. But we're not fighting to get likes on social media. I'm not fighting for support. Uh, and I, I wouldn't stop the fight if it was for a lack of support. We're fighting to stay alive, period. Fighting to stay alive. It, this is what it is. Help people understand this because obviously one of the critiques is 29,400, whatever the number currently that's being given you know, by the health organizations you know, on the Palestinian side, that's the number of people who have died in this allegedly you know, so people will say, well, Israel is, is basically committing a genocide. You're hearing that narrative now. And yet what you just mentioned is something that often is overlooked, that the charter of Hamas is to wipe Israel off the map, to not have Israel be present anymore. Help people understand what is actually going on from your perspective and clear up sort of that first argument on the genocide. So Israel has faced and is still facing an existential genocidal threat, as you said. Hamas, they chant it, they say it, they act on it. Um, what more proof do we need to believe them? We don't need any more proof. After October 7th, you know, we say no more. We're no longer agreeing to life next to a terror enclave ruled by a terrorist organization that wants us all dead. And their sick ideology upon which they educate Palestinian children you know, to dream to kill Jews, obliterate the Jewish state, to glorify martyrs. Um, that's what Israel is dealing with. And we say no more. You know, we're a, a very much united society right now uh, around this understanding of, of why we must dismantle, destroy this terrorist organization. There's no question about bringing our stolen people back home. They must come back home, all of them. And what we're doing now is to guarantee that Gaza will never, ever pose a terror threat to us again, because the year is 2024. Terrorism is unacceptable. And they have to understand that every time they choose terrorism, it will be a dead end for them. And this is the message that Israel is sending, but this is the message that everyone in the civilized world should want Israel to send, not only on our behalf, but it's, it's for all of us. Otherwise, if we don't send out this clear message, it's an open invitation, you know, to terrorists around the world to sow more chaos, more bloodshed, more violence in other places, not just in our region, not just That's in the our balance. You're land. striking. What you're talking about there is the balance of if you allow a terrorist organization to have victory in some way, what message does that send? It sends, oh, that works, right? What you're doing will work then, and they will do it other places. We've seen this before. We saw it on 9-11. We've seen it again and again. What is success for Israel? You, know, you sort of mentioned making sure that you're not next to a terror organization anymore, obviously existing there. What does that look like in the end? Success in the end means that all of our stolen people will come back home to their families. Success would mean that the terrorists in Gaza will no longer have an organized war machine, that they will not have powers like they've had up until October 7th, 
they will lack the desire to ever hurt us again and the military capabilities to do so. That's what we want to achieve. We want to achieve a different reality in Gaza in which more pragmatic voices understand that terrorism is a dead end and a must way forward must be must be pursued. So that's what we're after. It's not about revenge. It's about accountability, because if we're not going to seek accountability, you know, all the terrorists all over the world are taking notes right now. They're observing they're going to do exactly the same and not just in Israel and the Middle East, but elsewhere. That's the point here. So th- this question is a little bit difficult. It has to mm-hmm. do with obviously October 7th itself and the questions around how did it happen? Right. I mean, lots of different questions around, you know, why why wasn't there a better alert? Why didn't people know if there was information known? Why wasn't it prevented? How do you respond to those questions? So it's very clear that it was a f- big failure on October 7th and an intelligence <laughs> failure. Um, we weren't ready for this. If we were, this wouldn't have been the result. Um, this has to be investigated. It's, it is investigated. Um, we are concluding uh, very important lessons as we go and are implementing them already on the ground. But uh, in the bigger prism, of course, many people will have to provide answers down the road. But right now we're so focused on winning the war, a total victory against Hamas. That's what we want to achieve. Now, what I think is quite overlooked, uh, people look at it as a big terrorist attack, the, 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 the biggest terrorist attack since 9-11. It's, it's the scale of 20 9-11s, the magnitude of, you know, 50,000 Americans killed, 10,000 Americans kidnapped. Uh, imagine that. Raped, mutilated, families burned alive. It's crazy. But it's not just a terrorist attack. We were invaded by an army of terrorists of thousands of terrorists. 3,000. Exactly. So Israel was invaded by an organized army of death squads. That's what it was. That's October 7th. All right, Billy, thanks for that interview there. I mean, really compelling stuff, especially in light of what we see going on now. It's like the media kind of moves on from that point of everything that happened on October 7th, and it's almost like put it in the rearview mirror. But... That's going to leave us with time on the podcast this week for one last thing. Yeah, First John 4, 9. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. Just a great reminder of where we find truth in life. It's a great reminder of like getting back to basics, right? All right. It's a good spot to leave it as we head into the weekend. I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. And as always, get on over to CBN News dot com faithwire.com for more news from a christian perspective as always lord willing in that creek don't rise we shall return on monday with more god bless we'll see you then